Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Crackdown on the to-go drink craze. Are to-go cocktails like these to blame for all the drunken behavior we're seeing on airplanes? Then, not again... A huge motorcycle rally is back. Will it turn into a Delta variant super spreader? And the COVID-19 booster shot controversy. This doctor says he's prescribed them to almost 40 patients. And canine attack. A five-year-old boy bitten about his face and head. At an event meant to promote goodwill with cops. Then... The mystery of the American tourist found dead in Cancun. How did the vacationing firefighter end up wedged in a tiny window? Was it a tragic accident or foul play? Inside Edition investigates and up in flames. The historic gold rush town wiped out. Wilted it over like a dead flower. Then, a man in a wheelchair has fallen onto the tracks. Can they save him in time? Plus, Team USA takes Manhattan. I got the Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. As air travel returns to its old pre-pandemic levels, incidents of unruly passengers are on the rise. We told you about that one recently when a young man was taped to his seat for allegedly groping two flight attendants. Police say he'd been drinking. Well, the FAA is so concerned about all the alcohol being consumed. As Stephen Fabian reports, it's asking airport bars to stop selling cocktails to go. The federal government is cracking down on the to-go cup, blaming it for the crazy wave of out-of-control drunken behavior on planes. During the pandemic, struggling restaurants across the USA were thrown a lifeline and permitted to serve alcoholic drinks to-go. Customers loved it. Now the drinks to go craze has made its way to airport bars and restaurants. Many passengers are ordering jumbo sized drinks of whatever they can, so they could be drunk before they even hit the plane. Federal law prohibits bringing the drinks on planes, but it seems lots of passengers are doing it anyway. I wanted to see how much alcohol I could get to go at Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey. Is there a limit? Like, can I get like two or three? Like, you seem pretty responsible to me. Yeah, I'm pretty responsible. Now, the bartender was very clear that I can't take this drink on the plane, but at the same time, how would anybody at the gate know that this cup is basically full of vodka? In a letter this week, the FAA is asking airports to stop selling to-go drinks. Every week, we see situations in which law enforcement was asked to meet an aircraft at the gate following an unruly passenger incident, the FAA said. The FAA is being very smart 
it's been terrible what's been happening to these poor flight attendants who have been assaulted while they're just trying to do their jobs. And there was more airport chaos today. Spirit Airlines canceled 50% of its flights. That follows 60% canceled on Wednesday due to weather, computer problems, and shortages of pilots and flight attendants. That's a lot of angry passengers. A recent labor union survey found 84% of flight attendants say they have dealt with unruly passengers this year. Last year, the CDC tracked almost 650 COVID cases to one biker rally in the tiny town of Sturgis, South Dakota. And again this year, coming in the midst of the highly contagious Delta outbreak, the rally's being held and health officials are apprehensive about what might be to come. Motorcycles are roaring in the streets of Sturgis, South Dakota. The 10-day rally starts Friday, but the expected crowd of 700,000 is already trickling in. Last year's event was a notorious super spreader with 650 COVID cases traced to the rally. It clearly is dangerous. It goes right to my heart. It makes my heart ache. This is going to be, as it was before, a super spreading event. Sturgis resident Carol Fellner says she's leaving town. With the threat of the Delta variant looming and the fact that vaccinated people also have to take that into consideration. Yes, we definitely will be leaving the Sturgis area and South Dakota for the duration of the rally. How much is at stake? Remember the sea of fans celebrating the Milwaukee Bucks NBA championship two weeks ago? State officials now say it directly led to 500 COVID cases. Dr. Fauci says even more deadly variants of the virus may be coming and that it's possible the existing vaccines may not be effective against them. Some people who were vaccinated six months or so ago are worried their immunity is on the wane, so they're looking to get booster shots, even though the CDC says they're not recommended yet. Florida radio personality Bud Hedinger says he was vaccinated in January, but a blood test showed he no longer has enough antibodies. I was walking around thinking I was protected. And I wonder how many other people think somehow that because they had the shots months and months ago, everything is fine. His doctor, David Klein, gave him and up to 40 other patients prescriptions for a third shot. More than half of the hospitalizations right now are in individuals that received vaccinations in January or February. That is the way that it works. They call these breakthrough infections. There's nothing breakthrough about this. This is predictable. It wore off. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is hitting back at this singer from the president. But you aren't going to help at least get out of the way. Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. And a sobering just released statistic, the number of COVID cases worldwide has passed 200 million. Roughly 864,000 vaccinations were administered in the past 24 hours in the U.S. That's the highest since early July. An event meant to improve police community relations turned into a nightmare for one family when a police canine trained to sniff drugs attacked a five-year-old little boy, biting him on his face and head. Jim Murray reports. 
Five-year-old Sebastian Forbes was having a good time at a block party held to improve police relations with their neighbors in South Pasadena, California. One of the highlights was supposed to be a demonstration by a police dog. About a dozen people gathered around, including little Sebastian. The boy is legally blind and he wanted to step in to get a better look, but his dad says he never got within 10 to 15 feet of the dog when the canine suddenly attacked him. He moved quickly, you know, as a five-year-old does. And the dog, like, looked up at him and didn't like what he saw and just, he just went for him. The police dog that attacked the boy is a Dutch shepherd named Barry. Sebastian was rushed into an ambulance with bite wounds on his face, near his eye, and on his ear. He was taken to the hospital where the traumatized little guy had to be sedated and received six stitches. He was out of his mind. They had to, like strap him down. We spoke to little Sebastian and his father, Josh, today. My mom told me to back up and I slowly backed up and then the dog just went for me. In a statement, the police department called the incident unfortunate. Like any dog, it's a dog and he makes behavioral mistakes. This dog was not on a leash. Right, exactly. Yeah, the dog was not on a leash. Dad realizes it could have been a lot worse. I think his glasses probably saved him. Um, air protected him from getting his eyes bitten. Wow. Police chief says he's relieved Sebastian's okay. The boy's parents are considering legal action. It's an historic California town, dates back to the gold rush, and now it's gone after being engulfed by a wildfire. An historic American town from the Old West, gone. The Dixie Fire gutted the town of Greenville, California, leveling buildings, some of which date back more than a century to the gold rush era. This burned-out building with the arched windows used to be the courthouse and sheriff's office. This was the quaint Main Street before the disaster. One hour was here, the next hour the whole town was gone. Storm chaser Brandon Clement shot this video of the fire engulfing everything in its path. Downtown burned to the ground. The fire was just absolutely out of control. He gave us a tour of Main Street today, still smoky from the blaze. There's nothing left, just tarred ashes and remains. This hotel is actually built in the 1800s. It's uh, from the gold rush era. A lot of history around here. When I say there's nothing left, there's there's nothing, there's nothing at all. Look at this melted street lamp. It's very sad. A Greenville resident overcome with emotion posted this video on Facebook. Say goodbye to Greenville for now. Doesn't look good at all. Fire all around us, flames are everywhere. Local congressman tweeted, Greenville is lost and there are no words. The American women's gymnastics team is back on our shores and they've been getting a hero's welcome as they take Manhattan. Simone Biles is back in the good old USA showing off her hotel suite. She and her teammates played tourists and explored the Big Apple, indulging in ice cream cones and cheering on street performers in Times Square. Lucky fans got to take selfies with the gymnast, and Team USA had fun dancing on TikTok. Appearing on the Today Show, all five ladies expressed how grateful they are to be back on American soil. It feels amazing, especially to have all the support and love here back home in the States and feel that. It feels really nice. And it was an emotional reunion between gutsy Suni Lee and her family as they embraced for the first time since she won gold. In this touching moment, Suni placed her medals around her mom and dad's necks. Thank you. Oh. 
Just a few hours later, it was a hero's welcome as SUNY arrived home in Minneapolis. SUNY was greeted at the airport by adoring fans holding signs and flowers. She stopped to sign autographs and pose for photos. Meanwhile, the U.S. women's soccer team wrapped up their Olympic journey in Tokyo. She's going for goal and scores! Winning a bronze medal after defeating Australia 4-3. Closing ceremonies for the Tokyo Olympics will take place on Sunday. Other news today, the family of a Texas firefighter who mysteriously died while celebrating his 10th anniversary in Cancun wants answers. His body was found stuck in a hotel window with bruises on his head, back and legs. Lisa Guerrero traveled to Cancun to investigate. It was supposed to be a dream vacation, a celebration of 10 years of marriage. But just hours after their arrival at this luxury Cancun resort, disaster struck. We feel something's up. We want answers. We absolutely just want to know what happened. 35-year-old Texas firefighter Elijah Snow was found dead. His body discovered wedged inside this tiny window. Police here in Mexico say it was an accident and there were no signs of violence at the scene. Snow's family disagrees, suspecting foul play and a cover-up. Hoping for answers, they are now demanding any surveillance footage from the night of his death and pleading for the FBI to intervene. Here's the fateful timeline. 12 p.m. July 18th. Elijah Snow and his wife Jamie check in at the $400 a night Royalton Chic Suites. Then they did what most tourists do. They hit the pool and began ordering margaritas. Sunset Falls. They have dinner at the resort's Asian-themed restaurant. 9.30 p.m. They go to the bar for more drinks. Jamie returns to their room, but Elijah stays at the bar for a nightcap. 4 a.m. Jamie wakes up, but where is Elijah? He's missing. She notifies the resort. A search is launched of the grounds. 7 a.m., a stunning discovery. Elijah Snow's body is found stuck in this small window at the hotel next door, the Sunset Royal. The cause of death was ruled mechanical asphyxia due to thoracic abdominal compression, meaning he was asphyxiated in the window. But look at these post-mortem photos shared by the family with Inside Edition. They show multiple large bruises and cuts to his back, legs, and head. It's a pretty short walk from the luxury hotel where the couple was staying to the hotel next door where Snow's body was discovered. But from the beach, the only way there is down this narrow path. Then he'd have to scale these rocks and then climb down to the window or he could have walked through the Sunset Royals' front entrance. Elijah's body was found behind that plank of wood. That is the window, the small window, where his body was discovered. And frankly, it seems almost impossible to imagine that he would somehow find his way back here after a night of drinking at the bar next door. Pretty soon, security escorted us out. We're just trying to ask questions about Elijah Snow. No English? No. No English? No. I spoke to Elijah's stepfather, David Ojeski. Do you really believe what the Mexican authorities are telling you, that this was an accident? Absolutely not. We do not believe what the Mexican officials' narrative is. We totally believe this is a cover-up. We reached out to both resorts but have not heard back. Next. 
A man in a wheelchair has fallen onto the tracks. Can they save him in time? Then, sweet revenge? Embattled Governor Cuomo's ex-girlfriend, dancing. Does she have a new boyfriend? And the governor's brother, Chris Cuomo, under fire. CNN anchor finds himself between a rock and a hard place. And Gator at rest in the middle of a bridge. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo remains defiant about that devastating report detailing multiple instances of sexual harassment, but his former girlfriend seems unconcerned. Governor Andrew Cuomo's former girlfriend, TV chef Sandra Lee, is living it up in Europe, reportedly with a new guy. You have heard a number of complaints brought against me. While Cuomo is being engulfed by a sex harassment scandal, his ex is looking amazing in a chartreuse gown split to the thigh at a social event in the ritzy resort of Capri. Sandra Lee and Cuomo lived together for 14 years. After their surprise split in 2019, she sold the house saying... I cried and cried. We have an exclusive tonight. Meanwhile, Chris Cuomo is facing a barrage of criticism after failing to mention the scandal for a second straight night. The CNN anchor finds himself between a rock and a hard place. On the one hand, he's avoiding covering one of the biggest stories in America. But if he did, he could be accused of conflict of interest and breach of ethics. You want to talk about nepotism? Not having to talk about the biggest scandal in the country when it it has to do with your brother and your hosting CNN. That's nepotism. Still to come, the race to save a man who fell onto the subway tracks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This story should give you hope about the fate of the world. It's heart-stopping drama. A man in a wheelchair has fallen onto the subway tracks in New York City, and the train is just seconds away. A brave Good Samaritan jumps in. Other hero bystanders gather to pull him out. The drama was recorded by a writer for WCBS-TV. Success, just in the nick of time. The train comes barreling into the station. Nap time next. He's not budging. Make way for the alligator. Traffic comes to a standstill as the giant reptile crosses the bridge, then decides this is just the perfect spot to plop down and take a break. I'm just afraid it's going to, like, jump up and start running. Time for a snooze. And thank you for watching.
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.